We got Jim in Hawassi who joins us this morning. Hey, Jim, good morning. So I live up on a, about 2,500 feet uh, on a mountain ridge overlooking Lake Chatoog, and the the back is pretty step. It's got a pretty steep grade. Yeah. And I've built some flower boxes with railroad ties, and I'm trying to figure out what are the best flowers to put in there that will flower all summer long, uh, even different times. That's mm. fine. But uh, I, I know I'm in zone six, and I yeah. think that's important. When you said so, up, up that high 2,500 feet and above Lake Chatuga, I knew it was going to be cold up there. Right. <clears throat> we certainly know this that daylilies will come back in zone six just fine. So Stella, De Oro, daylilies, that's one to choose from, but the Stella's bloom pretty regularly throughout the summertime. Lantana blooms all year long. Now, I'm not sure that Miss Huff, I don't think Miss Huff, which comes back in zone seven just fine. I don't think in zone six that Miss Huff is going to survive the cold there. But you could try Miss Huff Lantana, which comes in the spring, starts blooming about now or last week maybe. And blooms until it gets cold in the winter and the fall. So Miss okay, Huff perfect. Lantana is a good one. Uh, Homestead Purple Verbena, as its name implies, has purple flowers and starts blooming in April and goes all the way to frost too. Homestead Purple um, Verbena. And that, and that Robina? Verbena. Verbena. V-E-R-B-E-N-A. Verbena. And okay. let's see, for annual flowers, just to stick in the corners, have pretty flower color. You could have Angelonia. Blooms pretty much all summer for me. Angelonia is a nice, nice spiky flower. Boy, the pollinators, butterflies love Angelonia. Um... Mexican heather blooms all summer. Mexican heather, again, an annual, won't come back in the in the spring, but Mexican heather blooms for me all summer long. Get it from okay. the nursery in the April when the ground gets warmed up and plant it, and away we go. That's four or five for you there, Jim. And the other thing to do is call the local extension office and ask the master gardeners in Hawassi, Blairsville, up there, and, and say, what do y'all grow up here that blooms a long time in the cold weather or cold uh, winters? and get some recommendations from the local folks, what they recommend for you. Super. Thank you very much, Walter. I appreciate your help. And Jim, don't forget that magic number anywhere in the state of Georgia. You dial this number will contact your local Master Gardener organization. It is 1-800-ASK-UGA-1. Titus is in Jonesboro, Georgia. Hey, Titus, good morning. Hey, good hey. morning. Good morning, Walter. So I am calling because I'm new to planting, and uh, I want to pretty much, so I just moved into my house, and yeah. I want to completely redo my, my flower bed. And right now, in my flower bed, I want to just completely just start over, and I have a couple of annuals that are trying to grow back and, um, and, and some dead plants as well. So I just wanted to get maybe some steps or, or some tips on you would give beginners to redo their flower bed. Number one, make sure the soil is nice and loose. I don't want to see any red clay covering the soil in your flower bed, Titus, because clay is not conducive to roots growing through it very well. And so the ground needs to be amended with compost or mushroom compost or some good quality topsoil or planting soil or something that you mix in with clay to make it a nice brown, loose, fast draining soil. That's the key to having pretty flower beds. Second okay. thing is simply to go to a nursery and start picking out your plants. <laughs> Say, I like purple, I like yellow, I like, you know, like this orange one, and try it. There's no shame in failure and no pride in, in thinking that you're the only one who did it that well. 
in success, gardening is always a process of learning more and more. What does good? What doesn't go so good? What am I good at growing? What am I not so good at growing? What am I? What is my flower bed support really growing well? What is it really not like to grow there? And so for a year or so, Titus, you just plant things and see what happens and have fun doing it. And don't worry if some of them die. And don't worry if some of them are fabulous plants and turn out to be too big for your flower bed. You have to take them out for that reason. It's all part of fun. So that's what I would say for a first-time gardener. Make your soil rich and then have fun for a year or so finding out what you really like. Hey, Joe, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Hey, Joe, what's up? I, uh, I've been doing this for years, and, and I take my kitchen uh, compost, you know, eggshells and all that kind of good stuff, and sure. I, I've got an old blender, and I blend it all uh, up. Yeah. And I've been sticking it out in my garden, but I've been digging it and putting it in the ground instead of on top of it, and I wanted to know which one is correct. I think you get better benefit by digging it in just a little bit. Doesn't have to be a foot deep or anything, but a little scratching of the soil with a trowel, maybe, and pouring the stuff into the into the little ditch you make with your trowel. I think it's probably the easiest thing for the worms and soil microorganisms to break down your eggshells and your banana peels and your coffee grounds and all that stuff to break them down into the nutrients that your plant actually wants. You've got to have that that uh, helper to help you make the eggshell into something that the plant wants, the calcium that the plant needs. So in the soil, I think it's better than pouring on top, but not a marked difference. If somebody said, I just don't feel like digging a hole, it's not going to be much difference between digging or not digging. 